All right, so you know about this case. This is the Trinity Lutheran Church of Columbia case, and they won yesterday in the Supreme Court, and we're bringing in Mike McShane, Director of Education Policy at the Show Me Institute, to talk about it. Mike, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing really well. Let me set this up so we can get into it. What happened was that Columbia had set up this program where they were recycling old tires that you can use to resurface school playgrounds. And organizations could apply to get the recycled old tires and resurface their playgrounds. Well, out of 44 people who applied, organizations, excuse me, the Trinity Lutheran Church in Columbia, Missouri, ranked fifth in terms of, yeah, these guys are perfect for this program. They're a fifth out of 44. They should get it. And they go, oh, wait a second, they're a church. No, they're not allowed to get it because the Constitution of Missouri says this. No money shall ever be taken from the public treasury, directly or indirectly, in aid of any church, sect, or denomination of religion, end quote. Now, that's one of those anti-Catholic Blaine amendments that swept the country back in the 1800s, and it was absolutely uh, bigoted against religion and against Catholics. And so the Supreme Court yesterday shut it down, shot it down for exactly the right reasons. It was a 7-2 to ruling. The first thing I want to say, Mike, when, when you look at what the First Amendment says— the United States Constitution, First Amendment, with the whole freedom of religion. How in the world could you have Sotomayor and Ginsburg saying no to that? Well, I think their argument was basically the the what the court affirmed was this idea that if a state is going to abridge someone's freedom of religion, they need to have a pretty darn good reason to. So we can think of probably some cases where we would say, look, we believe that people have free exercise of their religion, but in certain extreme cases, I mean, you can't, you can't sacrifice a virgin. I was just going to say human sacrifice. We could say, yeah, we're abridging your freedom of religion, uh, but uh, we have to do that out of this great compelling interest. And what the seven of the two justices said was Missouri could in no way claim that their decision had any sort of compelling interest. Now, the the two dissenting voices said, yes, that trying to stay as far away in the direction of separation of church and state is some compelling interest. But the other seven justices, and that's those are liberals and conservatives right. alike, were in no way convinced by that argument. Only two of four liberal justices went that far liberal in terms of basically making up the law. Yeah. Uh, the two other two liberals and the swing vote uh, all said, yeah, that that this makes perfect sense. But I wanted to stop you on that whole separation of church and state thing, because that's one of the things that Sotomayor and Ginsburg said. They're, by the way, their dissent was twice as long I know. as Robert's uh, majority opinion. And Sotomayor warned, the court today blinds itself to the history of church-state separation and leads us instead to a place where separation of church and state is a constitutional slogan, not a constitutional commitment. Well, Separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. <laughs> it isn't in the they, Constitution. And they know that. They, know. they know that. They're smart women, and they, they know the Constitution inside and out better than I do, but they know it's not in there. And for, for listeners who don't know this, and, and some of the liberal people who hate me who listen may not know this, <laughs> separation of church and state was in a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptists, and he was focusing on, we're not going to allow the state to interfere with your religion. Yeah. And, and so from his statement of se- there's going to be a wall, the separation of church and state where we won't come in and tell you how to how to pray and worship and you can do it however you want to. The liberals turn that into saying separation of church and state means that you can never have 
any religion in the public square, which is totally contrary to what the First Amendment's all about. That's the thing. We have to remember that the First Amendment gives us these guardrails. So on one side, we have the Establishment Clause that says that the government cannot establish a state religion. Which which used to be, it doesn't say state religion, right? It says there's sure. no establishment of religion, which most people understood at the time it was written to mean we're not going to have a national religion. England had a national religion yeah. of Episcopalian, right? Spain, national religion of Catholicism, right? Uh, look at those six Muslim-majority nations right now under the Trump temporary yeah. travel policy. They have national religion of Islam. That's what it was about, and we've twisted that into meaning you can't have a Christmas tree in the public square. That's the thing, and so the flip side of it, the other guardrail, which the court talked about yesterday, was the free exercise clause. So as long as you stay between those two boundaries, where you're not establishing religion, but you're not preventing people's free exercise of religion, there are lots of ways in which religious organizations and the government can work together to help people, to feed the hungry, to house the homeless, to educate children, to provide health care. And what's interesting is actually America has a wonderful long tradition of doing this. So to talk about how you know this is somehow ahistorical or is against that is just crazy. Go back and read Alexis de Tocqueville and people who wrote about you know what made America great 200 years ago. They talk about this vibrant civil society that we had of religious organizations, nonprofit organizations that have helped people in their community. Right. And 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 if you take a little money from the government because they're doing grants for non-religious groups, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden the government has established a religion. Yeah. And what the court said, which seems to me to be eminently reasonable, is that the government just has to remain neutral towards religion. So that is the next time there's the scrap tire recycling program, if there's some sort of application process, religious organizations can't get you know, bonus points because they're religious, but they can't be docked points because they're religious. The government just has to treat everyone equally and neutrally, religious and non-religious alike. And Missouri tried to say, well, we're, we're relying on a case from 2004, Locke versus Davey, when the court ruled that the state of Washington could bar a public scholarship program from being used to pursue a theology degree. So they, but But what the majority opinion said was, look, that was to pursue something religious. This is to uh, put recycled tires on a playground. There's nothing. The only reason you you said no to these people is they are a church, not for what they do, right? Yeah. So that was the big thing, and that's where if you look, there is footnote number three, which Justices Thomas and Gorsuch uh, concurred in all parts except that, and I, I imagine in the future the next court case about this will hinge on this amendment three, which which said basically we are solely ruling this case on this question of identity. They were denied because of who they are, a church. We are not going to try and wade into use cases. So it was something that was used towards this this end. Now, uh, Justices Thomas and Gorsuch said there's actually no difference between this these two of some, someone being something or doing things that make them. I think it was uh, Justice Gorsuch said something like, does a religious man – pray before he eats because he is religious or because he is doing a religious thing, the the First Amendment doesn't care. But I would imagine in the future, so when we talk about things like school vouchers or others, lots of people who are advocates of those hoped that this case would be the kind of nail in the coffin 
and it really wasn't. It was ruled more narrowly, saying in this particular case, in cases of identity, the government has to remain neutral. It's not clear how necessarily they would rule on use cases. Right, and that's what brings up what's next, because you have an editorial from the Kansas City Star today. They're, they're very worried. They're, the fundamental separation of church and state remains a critical goal, and we've already gone over that. And some parts of Monday's decision are a serious threat to that important standard. And so they're probably talking about what you just said. Okay, let's say that you have a school voucher program in Kansas City. And so you, you say, hey, look, we're going to give parents a voucher. If they're in a failing school system or an unaccredited school system, which Kansas City has many of those, and they want to get out, and we're going to say, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to take the amount of money that we would normally spend on this child at the public school, and we're going to let them use that at a private school. Well, what if they want to go to a private Catholic school. I want to go to a private Muslim school. I want to go to a private Jewish school. So uh, I would be fine with that. It's it's We're giving the money to educate the kid. And if the parent wants to take the kid on their own and decide, here's where I want my kid to be educated, I don't feel like we're, we're establishing religion there. We're simply helping that parent educate their child. Where do you think the Supreme Court would rule on something like yeah, that? I mean, I think if you just continue the logic of this decision, which is to say that the government has to remain neutral, so in the sense that as long as parents are free to choose between religious and non-religious options, between a variety of different religions, like they might run afoul if the only thing that you could choose were Catholic schools. Right. Sort of all Catholic schools are nothing. Right. But as long as you have the freedom to choose amongst those and the government doesn't give you – you don't get an extra $500 if you go to a religious school or you don't – you get $500 less if, if you don't. Um, as long as they remain neutral, it would seem to me that they're on pretty firm footing. Yeah, and that's where I think this is going to go next. And, of course, the court has also said on this whole religious thing, they're going to take up the idea of can you be forced to bake a cake yeah. for a gay wedding or, or be a flower ranger for a same-sex marriage if you say that that is uh, something that violates your religious beliefs. That's going to come up by what the next year, right? Yeah, yeah, they just granted it yesterday. They're yeah, so that's going, to, that's going to be something else interesting to follow. Well, as always, Mike Machane, Director of Education Policy at the Show Me Institute, uh, well read up on this, understands it very well. If you want more information, where should they go? You can always check out the Show Me Institute's website, see it, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that information. At showmeinstitute.org, right? That's it. Showmeinstitute.org. Shane, uh, Mike, excuse me, Mike McShane, <laughs> thanks for being with us today. And thanks for having me. All right, man, all the best.